joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you checking out this episode because it's going to be a fun one, and it's been a fun time for the show, man. It's uh, It's been, it's just, I can't even tell you guys how much I really appreciate everybody who's showing love to the show, whether it's listening to the podcast, telling a friend to tell a friend, subscribing, people who are leaving reviews on Apple and leaving five-star ratings, man, like, it really means a lot. Not because it's like, you know, stroking my ego, but honestly, when I got back into this in the pandemic and I was trying to find a way to, uh, you know, just not start bouncing off the walls of my apartment and being cooped up with this virus, man, like, um, this is an itch that I need to scratch. I love music. I love connecting with people in a positive way. And uh, it's part of who I am, you know, it's, it's, it's literally woven into the fabric of me, you know, even when I was a kid, I, you know, I loved creative writing in school. Um, I loved drawing, I loved art. And so all of that stuff, and even basketball, my favorite sport, you know, the biggest reason it's my favorite sport is probably not not just the teamwork aspect of it, but the creative aspect of it, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, my favorite player of all time. I'm like sure I'm right now hanging on my wall. On the other side is my other favorite player, Ben Wallace. Uh, shout out. They finally put him in the Hall of Fame. He deserves it. I'm tired of people saying that he, oh, no, Ben Wallace deserved it. One of the greatest defensive players ever, man. Go look up the highlights. Check his stats. I digress. But ever since I was a kid, man, like even basketball, it's a very creative sport. And when you watch MJ floating through midair, I mean, I was, to me, like his layup package was as crazy as his dunks were, you know, for all you you young kids out there, man, that, um, you know, that didn't grow up in that era, and, and now I feel old saying it, because I'm not even that old, I'm 33, but, um, you know, I, I really, really got into basketball when I was like probably seven, eight years old, and then became like a huge sneakerhead too because of basketball, and because... I was like, oh my God, you know, when you watch Jordan wearing the Jordans, it was like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, and you had the pennies and, oh, there were so many great shoes in the 90s, man. Anyway, I digress, but the creativity of the game of basketball I've always really loved. It's, it really is poetry in motion to me, man. So tying that into my rant here, doing this podcast is really, it's, um, it's a form of self-expression for me, but it's also, I feel like, the truest form of art, like I said last week uh, on last week's episode um, or I should say the last episode two weeks ago. Um, it's, uh, it really is like the truest form of self-expression that I, I feel like I've put out there in all my years of, of experience doing this stuff, you know, as a, as somebody who used to do music feature stories and sports writing, feature writing, sports articles and, um, radio, local broadcasting back home, my, my, my hometown to Toledo, Ohio, shout out to everybody at Toledo Sports Network, um, RIP Dave Cheatham, um, uh, it, this, this show is just really, it's turning a negative situation in terms of isolation and, and, and the virus and, and everything that's come with that man. And, and even some of the stuff I've dealt with recently, uh, with a breakup and, and that, you know, w- was really unexpected for me. Like 
it's just been so great to connect in a positive way and, and meet new artists virtually, you know, through through the pandemic, doing the show and connect with people. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's it's all love on my end, and and I really appreciate everybody who's checking out the podcast because that's that's really what I want my legacy to be when my time's up, man. When it's you know, whether whether it's tomorrow or hopefully not until I'm old and gray, I just I want the people who knew me or the people who came into contact with me somehow, even if it's just listen to the show. I just I just want to leave behind a legacy of love and positivity, and you know, to some people that may sound cheesy, but damn it that's what i'm about man so thank you to everybody who's checking out the show and this week's show i'm really excited to give you guys because the timing of this i just think is awesome the universe works in our favor and it really worked out for dropping this episode because i've had it on ice for a few weeks and wanted to put it out at the right time and the time is now and this week's guest is none other than early bird out of Buffalo, New York. He is a rapper, and he's got an interesting music history, as you guys will hear here shortly when I stop when I stop ranting. But uh, he's a cool cat, man. He's a good guy. I Another artist that I discovered through social media in the last year. I think in the last, since like 2019, he's put out, I think, like uh, 10 singles now. He's, he's released two new ones um, just in the last few weeks. Um, you know, as I've gotten ready to put this show out there and, and somebody that, that I have a lot of respect for the fact that I can tell he puts time into his craft and he puts time into his rhymes. He's somebody that has a good flow. He's got a cool positive vibe about him too. Uh, just more, more lighthearted, you know, fun, free spirited guy, but at the same time, he's a beast on the mic, man. And, um, as somebody who's gotten into hip hop more in the last few years, especially newer hip hop, like I just have a lot of respect for, for artists that make the music that they want to make, uh, have a good time doing it, and, and show respect for the craft. And, and I really feel like this dude, you know, does all of those things. You know, I, I am certainly not encyclopedic when it comes to hip-hop because I'm most definitely rooted in heavy metal. That's, that's my favorite stuff. But I listen to all different types of music. And like I said, I've gotten into hip-hop the last few years. And uh, I can tell this dude works on his craft he puts the time in and he likes to have a fun time doing it so without further ado i'm gonna show my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with early bird out of buffalo new york here it is Thank you again so much for taking some time, man. Uh, like like we were talking about before we got this started, um, I, I saw that, you know, I, I don't have a ton of followers right now. I've only been on Instagram like a year, even though I've been doing the music stuff uh, for a while, like I was telling you back in the day. But uh, when I saw that you followed me, I checked out your singles. And uh, like I said, I, I come from kind of like a, a heavy music background. Like that's that's kind of my wheelhouse, like heavy music and hard rock and stuff. But I've always had appreciation for like early nineties and like mid nineties rap, just the storytelling aspect of it. And over the last few years, I've gotten into a lot of newer hip hop and you're definitely somebody I can tell who practices your craft, man. So just to start this off, dude, how, how long has this been something that, uh, that you've been interested in? And, and do you remember like the first, the first music that grabbed you? Um. <clears throat> My first, I think my first album that I bought was Nelly. Uh, it was Nellyville, I'm pretty sure. Nellyville? Um, yeah. 
Is that is that even a fucking album? I don't know, but it was a Nelly album. It was a Nelly album. Or it was it might have been country grammar, I'm thinking. I don't know. One of the two. But um <clears throat> yeah, that's that's how it really started. And then I actually I tried to get a metal band going for years. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. When I was 16, I started uh getting into metal when I was 16. Um, so I kind of branched out from like because I used to listen to a lot of hip hop and R&B at that time. And then I kind of branched out and started listening to a lot more metal. So I was actually, I started, well, I didn't start. I joined a metal band when I was 21. And then um, that was pretty good. Those guys are really talented. Um, But we ended up breaking up. So then I think it was like a year later, I joined a different band and like, that just made me not want to do bands anymore, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, yeah, that fell apart. Nothing came from that because nobody wanted to work besides me. And um, so there were two vocalists. There was a screamer who was me and then there was a clean singer. Uh, and we were the only people who wanted to do stuff. And the rest of the band didn't. So, I mean, that pretty much fell apart. So I was trying to start another metal band with um, a guitarist, but he also made beats like rap beats um so I was like so he sent me this beat one day and I was like oh cool I can make a rap to this so then after that pretty much me and him worked together and now I'm here that's crazy man so you were a screamer vocalist yeah you're doing like the hardcore vocals okay so was it like like metalcore was that kind of like like the wheelhouse of the band I started more in like a gent progressive metal type band okay like uh you know in the polyrhythms and the um five minute long songs and that type of stuff but then i went to more of a metalcore band and then that fizzled out and then i just went into rap so you so you kind of all over the place as far as the musical taste then man in terms of the the spectrum you, you like a lot of different stuff yes sir so how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I know sometimes artists are like, I don't want to say what my age is, but you, you said you were like 16, right? Was that, you said that's when you got the, the Nelly album? No, no. When I got the Nelly album, I was, I don't even remember how old I was. That's just the first, it, it was, I got a Nelly album and I got a Backstreet Boys album. That's like, okay. the first, those are the first albums I can recall that were mine. I looked up I looked up Nellyville while we were talking. It was 2002. Country grammar. Yeah, yeah country grammar was 2000. And I, and I remember that era very well because I was in junior high at the time. Like, I'm 33 now. So, gotcha. yeah, that was uh, early 2000s. It was like uh, the Cash Money Millionaires, Nelly. Um, I think Stankonia yeah, was- came out in like 2000 or 2001 with Outkast. So mm-hmm. that was my my awareness of like, and hip hop was mainstream before that, obviously with like Snoop Dogg and Biggie and all those guys. But like, that was my, my awareness of it. I probably just cause I was watching TRL and stuff with my sister. When we get home from school, we watch TRL with Carson Daly. I don't know if kids listen to this probably even know what that is, but that was like the show back in the day on MTV where they would do all of the top music videos and everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, Nelly was like the biggest rapper on the planet at that time. I mean, obviously he's still very popular, but I mean, that was, yeah, that was a huge album. 
Um, so, so what other metal bands, just, just being a heavy music fan, like I'm curious now, what are, what other metal bands are you really into? Like, do you still, do you still listen to that type of stuff? Um, I don't listen to metal as much to be honest, but, um, if I do, I'll probably listen to Architects or Knocked Loose or Dayseeker, who kind of isn't really metal-y anymore, but I mean, they have metal roots, so um, Silent Planet, yeah, those types of bands. And you're in Buffalo, right? I mean, obviously, like, the, the East Coast, I mean, for, for music is huge. Yeah, yeah, so... so- <laughs> Tell me, tell me about Buffalo. One of one of my friends down here, Sarah. That's where she from, where she's from originally. And I've I've heard it's a cool city. But what's what's the music scene like there, man? I mean, diving through your Instagram, it looks like there's some cool, like local spots for artists like yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, I mean, there's a lot of talented artists here for sure. Um, like, I don't know if you know Griselda, but Griselda just popped off. They were at the uh, fucking. BET awards recently you know they're doing they're doing the thing putting on for buffalo so like yeah because all this popping but i mean there's a lot of really really talented local artists and like not even in music per se just uh creating stuff you know fucking painting you know what i mean just like a lot of there's a lot of dope artists out here for sure tons of venues i don't know man i feel like i feel like it's really thriving out here that's good to hear, man. Like uh, when I when I was in Toledo, when I was uh, doing music feature writing and all that, like I was telling you about before, um, we got rolling about ten years ago, and and it's still healthy now. But there was a really supportive, awesome local music scene there. Um, there's a place called Frankie's Inner City, and like Toledo's about an hour south of Detroit. It's right on the Ohio Michigan border, so a lot of bands would either play Toledo on their way to like the bigger city gig, or they play it like on kind of an off night, but like the white stripes used to play there before anybody knew who they were. They'd play Toledo and play places like Frankie's and stuff. And, but it was cool because the, uh, the bands, at least when I was covering the music scene at the time, they would go to each other's shows and stuff. And like uh, one of the bands that I, that I love um, and I'm still buddies with them to this day, Tropic Bombs, they're kind of like a reggae metal core you know, hard rock kind of infused hip hop band. And um, they would do like their midsummer meltdown show every year. And they'd have like five, six bands on there. Like, is, is it pretty supportive in the music scene? Like whether it's hip hop, like you're doing or rock metal, that kind of stuff, like our bands pretty supportive of each other in terms of the music scenes themselves. Um, Hip hop is very supportive of each other for sure. Um, There's a lot of people who go to each other's shows. Definitely um metal i honestly man i don't even know what our metal scene is anymore yeah, yeah. it's like it's like dying or dead i'm i might be wrong but like from what i've seen even when i was doing metal here like it's just dead it's kind of dying uh it, it used to be big back in like um 2012 2011 like that type of stuff, but it's really not, it's really not around anymore. So what was that transition for you like, man, going from, um, and do you prefer early bird or Jordan? I, 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 let me know which one, which one you prefer. Uh, early bird. Early bird. Okay. Do you, um, what, what was that, that transition like going from, you know, like you said, being like a screaming vocalist. Cause, cause I always, to me that the pressure of 
being on a stage as a solo artist of any kind, whether you're a rapper or a singer songwriter, like all eyes are on you. And it takes a certain level of confidence to be able to command the mic and the stage like that. I mean, obviously, when you're a singer, there's a lot of eyes on you, even if there's like four or five other people in the band, because it's kind of your job to get the crowd involved and whatnot. But what was that transition like, man? And, and when did you really first start to like rap? Like, were you were you writing rhymes or anything even at the time when you were doing, you know, the the metal stuff or like what was that transition like going from being in a band to then just being the guy out there? Um, well, so the first thing is performing, really performing is completely different because you don't have four or five people behind you. You know what I mean? It's just you up there. So you really got to put your all into the performance. Like nobody's going to pick up the slack for you. And also I was in a band with another vocalist. So even just having that energy to feed off of now, I just got to create my own energy really yeah so that's really been different but in terms of writing um i'd say rap is a lot more fun but there's a lot more lyrics you have to write so i feel like that was a challenge at first just because with metal it's more like uh you can write less and scream longer i guess or like with singing you can sing longer you know what i mean but rapping is more it's more lyrical. So, I mean, that was a challenge at first, but I mean, now it's fine. Um, and writing rap is a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you... I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I can just be myself instead of having to write these dramatic lyrics <laughs> of like feelings. And like, sometimes I just want to have a good time. Sometimes I, and like, you can write fun metal, but I feel like that has a bad connotation to be honest. To, to write, to write like metal songs, just about like partying or having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Like Attila people, people don't like them because they write, some other songs aren't serious and I feel like not every song has to be serious. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true, man. Um, as a fan of heavy music, yeah. Like, as you said that, I was just trying to think like off the top of my head, I'm like, yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff that I do listen to is, is heavy lyrically too. You know what I mean? But a lot of it too. I mean, like I love, um, heavy, heavy in a good way. Like, like a guy like Jesse Leach, Leach, you know, from kill switch engage, you know what I mean? Like his lyrics are always usually, even if he's talking about like struggles mentally and stuff, it's like motivating, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think there's, you know, I think that's something that's drawn me to, to hip hop and stuff. And even, even that same spirit with like, I was talking with somebody else about this with like punk music and, and that connection it has with the youth. And I think part of that is because it, there's that, there's that lighthearted aspect to a lot of that too. I mean, there's heavy stuff in punk music and pop punk, but um, right. even if you look at a guy like MGK, you know, who, who's made that transition, making a pop punk album. And it's, you know, outside looking in, it looks like it's done really well. Like when mm -hmm. you said, like, I just want to have a good time. Like that was one thing I was going to ask you about. Like, you know, you, you have, you have a couple of songs of yours that touch on some more serious stuff, mm -hmm. uh, like wide eyes, you know, that's definitely, you know, I can feel you went through something in that, you know, but, right. then, but then there's other stuff where you're just, you know, you're just rhyming like pop bands and like, it's, it's, it's a little bit more lighthearted and upbeat and kind of more of that party vibe. So, you know, speaking on that lyrical content, like you feel like that's, that's more your authentic self compared to maybe what you were doing before with the heavier music. 
Uh, yeah, a little bit more. I feel like I have more freedom to just write what I want to because like I, 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 so I have a hard time sticking to one, I don't know, one sound, I guess, because yeah. I like to do so many things. <laughs> so I always try to experiment, which is a good and a bad thing because I do need to establish a sound, but also I don't really want to be, be put in a box. So it's like, I'm not going to write all sad songs or all happy songs. I'm just going to write what I feel at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good thing though, man, because I mean, even the beats are, are different on your stuff. Like there's not like a, you know, and, 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 and I've had artists on here like um, that, that have more of like a theme with their beats or, or, or stuff that's more of a tie. And I, and I do think that's cool too, you know, cause you're like, Oh, that's a, a signature sound, but I don't think it's bad to go the other way either. Like you said, if you, if you have different interests, I think at the end of the day for the listener, people, and I'm sure you've probably noticed this too, even as a performer, people, people know when you're, when you're feeling your own stuff, like if, if, if it's, if it doesn't mean something to you, it's, it's probably not going to land with them. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I've thrown a whole EP out cause it just wasn't it. Like I've. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's tons of songs that I'm never going to release. Cause I just, it just wasn't it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's one thing you got to accept as a musician, like all, not all songs are going to be good um but like it's the process of getting better i feel like now how how meticulous are you man do you do you like drive yourself crazy like when you when you put together a song like how many times do you go through it or try to go man like i just don't want to leave any stone unturned with this um it depends on what i feel like the potential of the song is yeah because there's been times where i finished a song and I'm like this needs one more verse or this doesn't sound right I have to re-record this or something more needs to be here or it just depends on what I think the potential is for the song because if I don't think it has a lot of potential I'm either gonna not release it or I'm just gonna put it out as it is but also I have an engineer who is very meticulous and like wants to make sure we put out the best and like nothing less than that. So that's a really good thing to have. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. Cause like wide eyes, I would say probably my favorite for you, from you. Uh, I, I really do like wide eyes because it, it is so different from the other stuff that you've done. It's, it's a lot more singing, pretty emotional mm-hmm. uh, pop bands. I just feel like your, your flow on that one is really good and and i it, i think you posted a couple of stories of that from a recent show i think it might have been pop bands i mean there was a few songs in there but i really like the flow on that one and then plans plans you're almost like angry on like that one like that's i'm not i'm not surprised when you said metal because i i listened to that one a few times and i was like i was like man to go from like wide eyes to plans like he's really like I got i'm like he's i there's a little there's a little rage in this and it, and it had kind of that darker beat to it I like, I like that about that one. Right. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, um, I don't really want to yell anymore. (laughs) 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 I, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm probably not going to put anything else like that out, but I mean, I, I have some stuff that is definitely more towards that. If that makes sense, like fast rap and a heavy beat. 
I have some songs like that. I have more songs like Wide Eyes. I have songs that aren't similar to what I've already put out. So I have a lot of different stuff that I have like in the vault. Yeah. And you've, I mean, you've been doing this for a few years now, right? Like I kind of did a deep dive on your Instagram where you you were doing shows back in like, what, like 20, 2018? Were you doing shows yeah, before that, that 2017? Was, yeah. 2017 was metal. 2018 was metal. I didn't start rapping until 2019 and I didn't put out my first rap song until September, 2019. Okay. I was going to say the singles from, from looking at Spotify were like the last couple of years, but performing wise, there was, there was stuff going back to, to a few years. So yep. now that you've gotten into this, like full swing early bird, like um, who, who are some of your influences in, in the hip hop world? Like what, what are the stuff, what are the artists or the sounds that's uh, that you're drawn to or people that influence you? And again, like when I ask that question, like, I don't, I don't want anybody to ever think that like I'm asking that, like, Oh, I hope they don't think I'm like, you know, biting off of somebody's whatever, you know what I mean? But musically, we're all influenced by somebody. Like, who, yeah, who are yeah. some of the people out there right now that, that you really like? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's stupid to say that, like, you we can't have influences. So I definitely agree with what you said. Like, nobody's biting off anybody. Like, yeah. obviously, we're all influenced by somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, we like what type of music we like. So I feel like we can emulate that. But, like, in our own way, we can translate it to our own sound, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, I'd say Juice World, Lil Dirk, Lil Baby, um, fuck. Lil Skies, um, Lil Wayne for sure. Lil Wayne's probably my biggest influence. Yeah. Um, even though I don't know if you can even hear that, but Lil Wayne, I Lil Wayne's been my favorite rapper since the start. So definitely Lil Wayne. Um, but yeah, it's oh Drake. Drake's like my, yeah, Drake and Lil Wayne are like my two biggest influences. Uh, yeah. Definitely because I I like that Drake kind of, he didn't, he kind of started singing your hook and rapping. Like that's, that wasn't really a thing. I don't know. I could be wrong, but from what I know, that's Drake's thing. So like now everybody does it, but I think him and also Young Thug definitely influenced me. Right on, man. And and I mean, again, you're you're more immersed in that in that world than I am. Just just being a guy who's who's coming from like the the rock and the heavy music realm. But um, mm-hmm. it does seem like there's a lot of. Uh, it seems like hip hop is pretty pretty healthy right now. Like I feel like, you know, you you have artists from different end of the spectrum. You've got stuff that's more that partying vibe or lighthearted vibe. You've got stuff that's darker, more mm-hmm. serious. You know. Um, how do you feel about, about that scene right now? And, and, and just in terms of what you're trying to do to the artists or do as an artist, like what, what are you trying to bring to the table? Like what, what do you want to bring with, with your shows and your energy and your songs for people who, who are into that music? Um, well, show wise, I want to bring a lot of energy and put on a good show. Um, like I've seen Playboy Cardi and I think Playboy Cardi is probably one of the best, performers like due to energy that i've seen um the dude just goes all set like it's insane i don't understand how he's not tired but in (laughs) terms of like shows and coming from a metal background i definitely want to go hard on stage and like give that energy to the crowd um in terms of 
music what do i want to bring to the table um i don't know i've never really thought about that i just kind of been uh listening to beats and putting how i feel on beats and like that's i guess i want to bring myself to the table and hopefully people can relate or hopefully people can have a good time depending on where i'm coming from yeah um and i just i just think music is therapeutic and uh I don't know. I just love making music, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Was I? I wasn't trying to to stump you or anything. It's just I, I'm always a. Uh, <laughs> I'm always. Uh, I always like to ask that question in, in terms of just like, you know, the vibe that somebody's putting out there. Again, especially especially in rap, because I feel like, like you said, I, you 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 made a good observation about metal that that I I don't really think about too much, but a lot of it is really really serious. I mean, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but, yeah, right. But I think with hip hop, um, you do get more of I think the the partying side of things or, or the the lighter side of things where it's it's you know just having a good time and uh, I think that that's necessary in music too because like you said you don't want to just be you know I mean I like head banging but like sometimes it's good to just yeah. listen to listen to a good song that makes you vibe out you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, I heard a little bit of the Juice World on, on on Wide Eyes. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's just because of the the singing and the lighthearted and the emotional side of things. But um, mm-hmm. but just speaking on that, I mean, you're not the first first person that's that's come on here um, that's told me that that was somebody who maybe maybe like was an influencer, opened some doors. Like I had, I had another um, hip hop artist or alternative music artist on here, Caramel Classic, out of mm-hmm. Arizona. And he was somebody that that he mentioned as well was was Juice World. Like, what what do you think about a guy like that? I mean, obviously, sadly, he he was gone too soon. But in terms of right. the doors that that maybe he opened, even in hip hop, from from maybe an emotional standpoint. I mean, obviously, you got somebody like a Drake, like you said, who's who's been on that stuff for a while. But do you think Juice World opened a door in in a lane in hip hop and rap that maybe wasn't there for a little while or wasn't there at all before? Yeah, for sure. I I definitely think Juice World made it just his like melodies and how he went about making songs. I think he made that a thing, and like his subject matter too, because he did not sound happy on. I I don't want to say most songs, but like he had songs that really weren't happy and I feel like how he portrayed it was different from other people so I think he definitely did open doors for that I think Lil Peep was also a big influence um yeah 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 I think both of them were very big influences as to what rap is now today yeah for you too man I've noticed these last couple of months like you've been traveling like I saw that you were out what you're out out west in uh, Arizona was in arizona and then you did the the wide eyes music video was in uh what san antonio yeah Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just shot another music video right that was on like a beach so it's like you're Mm -hmm. you're getting around man like tell me tell me about that tell me about sort of the location stuff that you've been doing um so actually my dad lives in san antonio okay um and then my sister 
Hold up. Let me think about this. <laughs> so my dad lives in San Antonio and I was going there for Christmas. So I was like, I might as well get something done if I'm going to go on vacation, which is like you're on vacation. So why would you do that? But that's how I thought. So I, I asked my sister who also lives in San Antonio. I was like, yo, do you know any dope, uh, any dope uh, videographers? And she sent me a bunch of them. And then she sent me a uh, Richie Ray, and I just got in touch with him. And then I was like, yo, let's uh, shoot a music video, blah, blah, blah. So then like two days before I did not have a model and like I needed a model because that's like a central part of the video. Like I needed a model. <laughs> so I told my sister, I was like, bro, we just got to go out and like find somebody. And she was like, all right. So then, and this is during like COVID. So in like, anyways um <laughs> so we went out masked up and uh i i saw this girl and i was like hey you look like a model do you want to be in a music video and then we started talking and she's really cool she's really dope so yeah we shot the music video there and then that was that well that worked uh, out well then <laughs> right right <laughs> Uh, yeah, Richie Ray was really dope to work with. Uh, really good with the effects and shit. Um, highly recommend him if you're if, if any artist is in San Antonio, I'd recommend Richie Ray. But um, yeah, um, and then with Arizona, so Chase he commented on one of my posts because uh, I ran an Instagram ad in Phoenix for some reason. I just decided to do that. Um, <laughs> And then he commented on one of my posts. So then I sent him one of my videos and asked him for his opinion. And then he gave me like a paragraph response. And I was like, oh, this dude actually gives a shit. He's cool. So then we started talking and he's like, yo, if you are ever in Arizona, we could shoot a video. And I was like, I'll just fucking come to Arizona. I, I don't know if I can cuss, but oh, <laughs> I was go like, ahead, man. all right, cool. So I was like, I'll just fucking come to Arizona. So I asked a bunch of my friends. I'm like, yo, I'm going to Arizona to shoot this video. You either come with me or not. I'm going regardless. So seven of them came with me and we flew to Arizona and then it was wild, but we were there for a week. We shot a video. It was, we shot for 12 hours. Um, we had the first scene in the desert, which is actually later in the video. Uh, so we shot the first scene in the desert. Um, and then we went back to the Airbnb we got, and then I threw a party and then we had people over for the video shoot. And then we were just shooting all throughout the party. It was, it was dope. I met, I met a lot of cool people down there. I didn't know most of the people in the Airbnb, so it was really dope. I had a great experience down there. Yeah. The, 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 the farthest out West I've been is like New Mexico, which I mean, similar climate and whatnot to, to Arizona, but, um, but Arizona looks like Sedona, all that area, Phoenix. It just, it just looks beautiful. It looks like it'd be a cool place to go out to. Right. It was very beautiful. Were you, where, where were you out there in Arizona specifically? Um, I was in Tempe, which is like 20 minutes away from Phoenix. Okay. But I, we went to Tempe, we went to Phoenix, we went to Scottsdale, we went to Glendale. Um, I actually, while I was down there, I actually recorded with, um, an artist uh young bennett he's pretty dope we got a dope track so 
I'm very excited to release that at some point. I don't know when yet, but it's going to come out. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Well, to, to take it back a little bit, um, and thanks again, Early Bird, for your time, bro. I really appreciate it. Um, you had a you had a show, like, was it, like, right before the pandemic? I, I was looking on your Instagram. It was, like, March 13th or something last year, right? Like, um, at least when I went back and looked, and the reason I asked that is, is what's it been like as an artist? You know, you, you mentioned you put out your first single in 2019. Mm-hmm. What was what was it like going into 2020 and maybe plans that you had and then how how that kind of shifted? Because obviously you've still remained really productive and still have done videos and put out singles um, even mm-hmm. into 2021. But what's it been like sort of this past year and a half for you? Because like I said, when I did it, when I did a deep dive on your page, it looked like you had a show like kind of like right around when when that started to to come like right before COVID was sort of on everybody's radar. Like, was it a, a pretty big shift for you and maybe kind of how you saw things going for your year versus kind of what you did? And how did you how did you recoup, you know, and, and, and reset with everything? Um, well, because there was there weren't any shows I got to focus on writing. So that's what I did like all of the pandemic and I wrote like a lot better material than I had before. That's when I threw out a whole EP. So, I mean, I just try to stay focused. Honestly, there was nothing else to do. So I figured I might as well write. Yeah. So, um, but now, now that things are opening back up, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. So at, at this point, I have an EP already, already done. It's just getting mixed. Um, so that's going to come out in August. And then I already have an album already written after that. And then I have like five other songs that I would release after that. So I have, I have stuff. Awesome, um, man. Yeah. And right now I'm sitting on three music videos, so. Yeah, and, and who and who have you been working with, like with as far as the the production and everything, with with the the music that you've got coming out? Do you work with the same person? Um, the same person mixes and masters it. Uh, Sean Hudson, he goes by Absolute Productions, um, and now he's making Alchemy Studios. So, um, yeah, he's good at what he does. Um, in terms of beats. Uh, there's a mix. Sometimes Sean makes my beats. Sometimes I go on beat stars and actually buy the, the beats. Cause you got to buy them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, really beat stars or I hit people up if I like their beats or, or I go to Sean or I get some from my, my friend Arthur, he makes beats too. Um, he doesn't really have a producer name, so or else I would shout that out. But he's pretty he's pretty good at making beats. He made my uh, beat for Deep Sea. Um, okay. Sean also Sean made the beat uh, to Wide Eyes and Pop Bands. Actually, it's kind of funny because Sean made the beat to Wide Eyes and then sent it to me, and he was like, uh, "This isn't that good." I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm recording on this." So, <laughs> so I recorded on that, and that's how that happened. So I actually wrote that song in my car while I was driving. Oh my gosh! Was just just the, was it the melody that came to you first, and then you just you figured out the lyrics, or or just uh, the lyrics in general? Or did you just have to like hum it into your phone? I. 
I think I came up with the with the hook and the melody at the same time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it usually doesn't happen like that either. So yeah, that's how it happened. Just came to you out of the blue. Yeah, while I was listening to the beat on my way to the studio. What's what's the strangest place like an idea has come to you and like have you had to like like extricate yourself from a situation because you're like oh I got I got like a pattern in my head or I have lyrics in my head and I have to like say them into my phone real quick or write them down like has that ever happened to you like have you ever woke up in the middle of the night and been like oh I got it this rhyme I have to like put down uh I was in the doctor's office when I came up with the hook to rags where yeah <laughs> um everything else I'm I'm usually in my car I'm in my car or I yeah dude I'm usually in my car that's really that's really the place where I write or sometimes I write when I'm out actually I'll be at the club and I'll start writing just think of something yeah whenever I feel like I'm compelled to write then I gotta write like I can't not write I feel you man well, before we wrap this up, Early Bird, and thanks again for taking the time, man. It's been cool getting to know you a little bit better. Um, just just that name. Where did where did you come up with that name? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I um I uh so all right, so my best friend Liam and I used to party a lot. Um and then I would always wake up past one and he'd be up before me and he'd be like, Early Bird trying to get me up but it's you know so it's one o'clock so that's where that came from and I felt like it was different so I went with it yeah yeah if it sticks it sticks man and and like going back to the live stuff uh you you mentioned you got new music coming out um it seems like these last couple months you've had some some pretty high energy shows and and people coming out like I saw some of the stuff you posted from Metal Fest um I don't know where the actual gig was um I just saw like the ski ball and stuff at the last place you were. And then there was a show like a couple of weeks ago, you, you posted some stuff in your stories and it, it looked like the crowd was, was getting pretty into it, man. Um, yeah. Singing back the lyrics and stuff. Like talk to me a little bit about what it's been like recently, just be, being able to get back at it and perform with people again. Um, It's been dope. It's been, I don't know. I'm just really feeding off the energy, you know? Um, yeah. So we, um, we performed at this restaurant. Uh, it's called Masuda Chow's. Um, it's like a ramen spot, mostly. Um, so we performed there. And that was like a private set, like invite only type set, not open to everybody. So that was really cool that we were able to do that. So we actually shot that's going to be like a live video um so that's gonna be cool but the show before that was at milky's it's it's um it's like a local bar but it's a pretty dope venue so i played there and we got a pretty good turnout yeah it looked like a pretty pretty intimate setting it looks like you're you're kind of on top of people when you're when you're performing you know like it looked like the stage is kind of low so you can really get mm-hmm. up get up and personal with people yeah of course yeah i jumped into the crowd i had to <laughs> Well, before we wrap it up, man, you mentioned the new music coming out on the EP. What what can you tell people about that? I mean, is this one kind of along the theme of like what you said, pretty pretty diverse, or is there is there like a tie in to any of it? Um, it's pretty diverse. I'll have a song 
similar to plans which is the most similar i i'm willing to go now <laughs> um so i have that i have a song i have some songs that like are something that isn't my sound i have i have a lot of different type of sounds on there so i still haven't decided if i want it to be six or seven tracks but um it'll be around there so um sometime in late august that's cool man what about what about shows coming up um so i got a show actually i just got a show on the 4th of july um at LaSalle park uh there's a pavilion there where we can just throw shows so there's gonna be an acoustic set some rappers some djs we all put in together so we're gonna throw a show there it's from 3 to 11 p.m um so that's gonna be dope i gotta show i gotta show july 30th um on a restaurant patio (laughs) on a hurdle it's it's a pretty dope street um but it's at marco's deli (laughs) so we'll see how that goes i'm excited for that um and then i got a show at mohawk place which is where a lot of metal bands play um uh it's called infringement fest um there's gonna be a lot of dope artists there 14 trap doors is playing uh you should definitely check them out 14 trap doors they're really dope um and then i got my ep release show august 21st so awesome man yeah because this will probably i'll probably put this one out either either late july or uh or early august i've been doing like two a month to mm-hmm. balance it uh with with my job during the day which is funny when you said, can I cuss? I'm like, yeah, you can cuss. Say, you, say whatever you want, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm still in the corporate world from, you know, in the daylight hour. So right, <laughs> yeah, right. check this out. I'm, I'm, I, I don't swear, but, uh, but yeah, so this will, that's good timing. Cause like I said, this will probably be late July or, or early August when I, uh, when I release this, but, uh, but yeah, man, just, just to wrap it up, I, I dig your vibe, man. Like I said, I mean, I can, uh, I, I can tell when somebody like works, works on their, their craft and like, you don't, you don't just wake up and get out of bed and be able to rap like that. You know what I mean? And I'm not just saying that cause you were kind enough to stop by and do this podcast, dude. Like I, I can tell when people, you know, are passionate about what they do and, and, and work on their craft and then seeing some of the energy from the live shows. I'm like, I'm like this dude's on to something, you know? So if he, <laughs> if he wants to, if he wants to stop by the show, man, um, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate what you do. And uh, the last thing I was going to say before I wrap this up, and, and I hope this doesn't sound weird, but some of the stuff you put out your, your about your cat made me smile because like my cat, Charlie, I literally had half of my life. So we got him when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I had to put him down when he when I was 27, like right before I moved to Nashville, he had a tumor. Wow, sorry. But he was uh, he was a crazy little orange tabby, man. He was uh, smart and funny and a crazy cat. And your cat like looks almost exactly like him. It's crazy. Right, right. Yeah, no, my cat's uh, my cat's been a party cat. So he loves people. He loves attention. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, early bird. Thanks again, dude. I really appreciate you doing this, especially on a Friday night. I'm sure there's there's a lot of other things you could be doing. So I appreciate you spending uh, almost an hour of your time with me, man. And uh, keep, keep doing your thing, dude. I, I really appreciate it. And um, I'll put up the links in the podcast description when this comes out, but uh, let people know where they can find you if they're not familiar. 
Um, early bird official underscore on Instagram. Uh, early bird. I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube. I'm on all platforms. So check me out. I recommend pop bands if you're gonna check me out. That's my personal favorite. Right on, man. Well, early bird. Thanks again, dude. Like I said, I really appreciate the time. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what you continue to do, man, because I've liked what you put out so far. So keep doing your thing, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on here. All righty-dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Early Bird out of Buffalo, New York. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at earlybirdofficial underscore His debut EP, I Am, will be dropping this Friday, August 20th. So make sure you go check out the links in the podcast description for this episode to follow Early Bird and check out his music. He actually released two singles that will be on the upcoming I Am EP, Lungs and Medusa. There's also a music video that he dropped for Lungs, so make sure you go check that out. Again, all the links will be in the podcast description for this episode. Early Bird, I want to say thanks again for taking the time, man. It was great speaking with you and learning more about your musical path to this point. Learning that you uh, also had your toes in heavy metal and the heavy music realm as well before you got into rap. But keep doing your thing, man. I really like what you're doing. And if you make music that's true to you, it's going to resonate with people. And it already has, man. So again, can't wait to listen to the full EP. And I'm really thankful that you took time to spend some time with me for this episode, my guy. So again, everybody go follow Early Bird on Instagram at earlybirdofficial underscore. Can't wait to listen to I Am. Again, that's coming out Friday, August 20th. This Friday, the next day, he's doing an EP release show at the Gypsy Parlor on August 21st in Buffalo. So if you're in the Buffalo area or if you want to take a little road trip, And check out Early Bird's live set, man. He's going to be playing on August 21st at the Gypsy Parlor in Buffalo. Positive vibes all the way around, you guys. Like I said, I really love what this dude's doing. I would say Wide Eyes, um, Devil, and Pop Bands um, are some of my favorites from him. I really do like Medusa and Lungs as well. The two new singles are also really great to me. So um, prior to those releases, though, those were probably my three favorite from him, Wide Eyes, Devil, and Pop Bands. But uh, like I said, the guy's, got, the guy's got bars, and he puts time into his craft and really works on it. And, and I like that he's having a good time, man, that he's having fun. That's what it's all about. Music is supposed to be fun. You know, whether your lyrics are serious, whether you're, they're, they're more lighthearted or upbeat, whatever the case may be, man, you know, music is, is supposed to be a positive release Sometimes of negative emotion, sometimes it's supposed to just, you know, amplify the positivity you already feel. And like I said, I really enjoy what this dude's putting out there. So go check him out. And again, if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at March4thPod. I'm on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is March4th.podbean.com. My contact information is there. You can hit me up in the DMs on Instagram if you want to say what's up. Uh, if you know somebody who, who wants to be on the show and they have a story of persevering or moving forward, or maybe maybe you've got a story of persevering and moving forward that you think would inspire people and is something that you want to share, you know, get in touch with me. And again, I, I really appreciate everybody who's, uh, you know, spreading the word on the show because it really helps the thing grow, man. So if you would be so kind, tell a friend to tell a friend to check it out, subscribe, like it. 
uh, share it on socials. And if you would be so kind, please take time to leave a review on Apple and a rating. If you leave a rating and a review, it helps the show rank higher, and that ultimately gets this stuff out to more people. And again, it's not about an ego stroke for me. It's really just about creating positive ripple effects, getting Early Bird's story and his music out there, as well as the other people that I featured on the show. That's really what it's all about, man. When my time's up, hopefully it's not until I'm old and gray, but if it were tomorrow, I just want uh, part of my legacy, really not part of my legacy, I want my legacy to be one of positivity and love, man. We all go through ups and downs. Uh, I've been through mine. I'm going through some of mine right now, but this show has really been a great way for me to connect with people, to connect with you as a listener, to connect with artists like Early Bird. And so it means a lot when people spread the word because ultimately that's what I want, man. I want to create positive ripple effects with the the time that I have and the voice that I have using this podcast as a way to hopefully springboard, um, you know, more great shows like this one. So again, thanks to Early Bird. You know, just just positive vibes, man, to, to, to what you're doing. Again, his debut EP, I Am, this Friday, August 20th. Make sure you check it out. And yeah, man, I'll just put a button on this bad boy by saying what I always say as a tribute to my gramp. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Stay tuned because we got a lot of fun stuff coming. Courtesy of Early Bird and a song that will be on his upcoming EP, I Am. This is his single, Lungs. Peace. Green and relax, lean back, no tax. I'ma tighten in the shit in the wall, fat packs. Gotta jump in max. Other way she make it clap, better pause when I get in. Fucking on my lungs, breathing me some G's. Now I got me money sprung. Keep talking that shit, I already made a come. Like a hundred round drum band, I ain't missing none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelin, I got the perfect taste. Told them I'm a star, I ain't never gonna fall from grace. I need me a plaque, less than niggas gotta give me space. Out of that world, you won't find me, I won't leave a trace. Nah. Rock your boat like a Leah Molly Water used to sip. Yeah, you know I got a pass. You ain't worried about that shit. And I know you got that ass and we the perfect fit. I'm a lift that could build you higher. I got me a couple spares, still ain't popping them tires. Won a third round, but a nigga never tired. That's a masterpiece. I ain't seen nothing like her. Yeah. 